Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on TBR Media's network. My name is Jared, chief editor of TBR Media, and thank you so much for listening. We have a pretty great show for you today, packed full of news, and then we're also going to be discussing the CinemaCon uh, convention that occurred for the National Association of Theater Owners last week. There was a lot of news, um, a few screenings that came out of that convention, so we're going to talk about all of that. We've got more updates on the WGA's uh, potential strike that might come in this week. Um, nothing's confirmed on that front yet, but we'll get into news, uh, about that in a little bit here. And then we're also going to be discussing the first reactions to both Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and then also The Flash. Later in the episode, we are going to be talking about something that we don't normally do. Of course, there's going to be box office projection, but we're also going to be discussing the MTV Movie and TV Awards that are happening on May 7th. And why are we doing that? Because we are doing a live stream. We're going to be doing a live stream next Sunday um, for the MTV Movie and TV Awards, and I'm so excited to actually do that. Um, A lot of you all checked out the Oscars live stream that we did, so we figured we would have a little bit more fun with the MTV Movie and TV Awards. Uh, They're a little less serious, a little less demanding, but also like they have some pretty good picks in there, and I always love their categories. So I'm super excited to cover that on our YouTube channel, Uh, but we'll talk about the full list of nominations and the timing and who's hosting and all of that later in the episode. So without further ado, let's get into the news. From 2018 until present, we have been firm supporters of Patreon, but we've noticed over the years that our supporters really don't utilize all the perks we have to offer for various tiers. So we wanted to make it easier to support our mission in cultivating a community of passionate media consumers and amplifying indie cinema. Starting today, we are excited to announce that you can do this by simply buying our team a coffee. The only exclusive item that will be made available to members is our podcast, Close Up. For just $5, the price of a cup of coffee, you can watch and listen to Ren and Jared talk about everything from life to the latest theatrical releases. Our membership options also get you producer credits on all of our videos and podcasts, access to our Discord server, and a merch discount of 15%. In addition, we've added wishlist items to the page to make it easier to help us upgrade critical equipment to produce quality content and commissions to react and review to a piece of media of your choosing. This could be films, trailers, songs, anything of the such. This is the first of many exciting changes coming at TBR Media. We hope you will follow along for the journey. TBR Media is your movie refuge. This week's headlines come from The Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, Variety, The Digital Fix, and then Rotten Tomatoes. Nick Pizzolatto, creator of True Detective, is working officially on Blade. The creator of the acclaimed crime anthology True Detective is working on Blade, Marvel Studios' vampire thriller starring Mahershala Ali. The development marks a True Detective reunion as Ali previously starred in season 3 of Pizzolatto's HBO show. Blade is batting its wings towards a late May start of production in Atlanta with Jan Dimaj who helmed the pilot of HBO's boundary-pushing horror series Lovecraft Country in the director's chair. 
The feature is casting up and most recently added rising scream queen Mia Goth to the call sheet. Delroy Lindo is also on the roster, and it's been a long time coming for Blade with multiple production problems, but nonetheless we're excited to see it. Tentatively, it has a release date of September 6, 2024. And in more writing news, the WGA and the AMPTP set more talks for Sunday as strike fears grip Hollywood. Deadline is exclusively reporting that the current Writers Guild of America contract expires in just over 48 hours, and the Scribes and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers are taking it down to the wire in hopes of reaching an agreement. After Saturday's talk in the AMPTP's Sherman Oaks office, the two sides have scheduled further negotiations for Sunday, the day that I'm recording this, in hopes to avert a potentially devastating strike next week. While nothing has been inked, Monday talks have also been penciled in if necessary. So stay right here on the Into the Borough podcast for more updates. Usually, CinemaCon brings the biggest studios together in Las Vegas to plug the new movies for theater owners, specifically. It's a big deal in the movie industry, bringing together the most important people from all across the major studios to show off what they've got in the pipeline. This year, CinemaCon ran from April 24th to April 27th with plenty of fresh info on the best movies we can expect in the next few years. Sony Pictures kicked off CinemaCon on April 24th, and it was Spider-Man and the spin-off Kraven the Hunter in the spotlight. Sony's presentation began with a film message from the set of Bad Boys 4, which is the fourth week of shooting. There was also an update on arguably Sony's biggest movie of the year, as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 release date draws closer. CinemaCon attendees also saw a new trailer for Neil Blomkamp's adaptation of the video game Gran Turismo, and Sony also screened footage from GameStop stock movie Dumb Money, horror sequel Insidious 5 action comedy The Machine, and screwball rom-com Anyone But You. Warner Brothers followed with a hefty panel on April 25th, uh, which had everyone talking about the Flash release date, and the first reactions to the Flash have been very positive, and we'll get to that in a little bit here. It reveals more about the plot and the threat posed by the returning DC villain Zod. Plus, there was footage screening ahead of Aquaman 2's release date later this year, which showed a glimpse of the mysterious and powerful weapon the Black Trident. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling both pitched up at CinemaCon to introduce some new footage for Barbie. Paul King, the Paddington director, is at the helm of Wonka, and they also revealed the first footage from Wonka, which has everyone talking. Audiences were then appropriately spooked from a trailer by The Conjuring team, which has set a release date for The Nun 2 in September. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on the Disney front had a few exclusive clips shared, and another clip was shown from Indiana Jones 5. Disney animated movies Elemental and Wish also were given the spotlight with a clip from the former and a cast announcement on the latter. Universal then came into stump with the biggest contribution to CinemaCon 2023 with Oppenheimer and Fast and Furious. We also learned from Paramount that the Mission Impossible 7 release date is being moved two days forward from July 14th to July 12th, and attendees were shown a 20-minute clip from the action movie, reportedly an extended car chase sequence. And then we have, of course, existing movie updates from The Last Airbender, Killers of the Flower Moon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and a first look at John Krasinski's A Quiet Place prequel. The Lionsgate presentation on April 27th was kickstarted by the first trailer for The Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Continuing from that, there was a screening of an upcoming comedy movie, Joyride. 
so there's plenty to sink our teeth into, but let's get the reactions to The Flash out of the way. Rob Keyes of Screen Rant wrote, It's one of the best DC films, and it fits nicely as a bridge story between the old and new DCEU franchises. It's also the funniest DC movie. Jermaine Lucier from io9.com says, It's Back to the Future meets Spider-Man No Way Home. And the same is true for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The first reactions range from the best Marvel movie in years to strangely uneven. Den of Geek editor David Crow wrote, Thank God that James Gunn is back in the MCU. This is easily the best thing Marvel has done in years and had a surprisingly wistful heart. So, what do you all think of that news? Is The Flash going to be as good as people are saying? And is Guardians of the Galaxy 3 going to kick off the summer blockbuster movies at the theaters starting next week? And that concludes your last week's news update. Have you checked out our YouTube channel yet? That's where we upload video reviews of the latest TV shows and movies, stream gaming content on occasion, and recently, we've started doing in-depth video essay analysis. We have a goal to reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year, and we need your help to get there. We'd like to celebrate by doing something special for all of our subscribers if we hit this goal. And we'll rely on you to help decide what we end up doing. To find us, simply search at The Borough Media on YouTube. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a like and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. TBR Media is your movie refuge. And real quick, before we get into our main discussion today, which is going to be covering the nominations from the MTV Movie and TV Awards, let's talk about the box office. We didn't bring it up in the main segment, just because there wasn't much to talk about. Super Mario Brothers is apparently like sweeping all lanes and all screens at the movie theaters. Illumination, Nintendo, and Universal's Super Mario Brothers came in at $40 million, which continues to break records with the fourth best weekend ever for an animated movie, beating The Incredibles 2 at $28.4 million, and that is no small gap. And with Evil Dead Rise, New Line's newest horror film, the youngins love this movie so much it's only easing 50% to $12.2 million, which is not a huge drop at all. That second weekend decline is better than the 2013 Fede Alvarez remake, which was negative 63%. By end of day Sunday, the latest version of the Sam Raimi franchise will be pacing ahead of the Alvarez edition by 9.8% with $44.4 million. So, it's safe to say that Mario Brothers and also Evil Dead Rise are flying above the heads of Lionsgate, as their feature adaptation of Judy Bloom's Are You There God, It's Me, Margaret only grossed $6.8 million. So, what do you make of this? Do you think that the box office for Super Mario Brothers is going to continue to escalate? It's already crossed the $1 billion threshold. Uh, are we on our way to a $1.5 billion film? Let us know down in the comments below. If the news that the media mogul Drew Barrymore will host the 2023 MTV Movie and TV Awards didn't have you screaming as if Ghostface had just slid into your DMs, wait until you see who's nominated. Horror and sci-fi tropes are making 
big waves this year, with the top contenders Stranger Things and The Last of Us bringing telepathic teens and zombie-like creatures to our screens. They are neck and neck with box office juggernaut Top Gun Maverick, the highest grossing domestic release of 2022 that saw Tom Cruise reprise his iconic role as pilot Pete Maverick Mitchell. Leading the unscripted categories are Jersey Shore Family Vacation, RuPaul's Drag Race, and The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The ceremony will also debut two new categories this year, Best Reality On-Screen Team and Best Kick-Ass Cast. And the MTV Movie and TV Awards will air live on May 7th at 8pm Eastern Time from Los Angeles's Barker Hangar. And here are the breakdown of categories. For Best Movie, we have Avatar The Way of Water, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Nope, Scream 6, Smile, and Top Gun Maverick. And let me just say, you're getting everything that I wanted to see (laughs) from any movie award here. I mean, truthfully, like, you have the fan favorites, you have the box office juggernauts, and you also have horror. The best show has nominations such as Stranger Things, The Last of Us, Wednesday, The White Lotus, Yellowstone, and Yellow Jackets. And if those titles don't really satisfy your need for watching the MTV Movie Awards. They have categories such as Best Hero, Best Villain, Best Kiss, which has been presented by Cheetos for many, many years, Best Comedic Performance, and then Best Breakthrough Performance, um, as well as Best Fight and Most Frightened Performance. So it has a ton of unique categories that really kind of take a mold in the ensemble and the horror and sci-fi genre world, which I really do appreciate, which is why I said this is going to end up being one of the probably most fun live streams that we'll ever have on the channel. And I'm so excited to do that live stream. We are going to be starting hopefully 30 minutes to an hour before on May 7th, uh, before the actual MTV Movie Awards kickoff, just to talk about a full in-depth list of nominations, kind of what we're excited to see. But just to give you a little bit of um, context on some of the categories that I had mentioned previously, the best villain, you have things like Elizabeth Olsen for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Harry Styles for Don't Worry Darling, and Megan from Megan. And then also the bear gets a shout out from Cocaine Bear in there as well. And for breakthrough performance, you have um, performers such as Emma Darcy from House of the Dragon. You have Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us and Bad Bunny from Bullet Train. You have best fight sequences being named off from Brad Pitt's Ladybug and Bad Bunny's The Wolf. In Bullet Train, you also have uh, the fight sequence nominated between Ghostface and Courtney Cox in Scream 6, as well as Keanu Reeves or John Wick versus everyone in John Wick Chapter 4. Justin Long gets a shout-out for Most Frightened Performance for Barbarian, and then additional categories such as Best Docu-Reality Series, Best Competition Series, Best Host, Best Reality On-Screen Team presented by Sonic, and Best Music Documentary. So there's plenty of fun content to kind of catch up on and watch in preparation for the MTV Movie and TV Awards on May 7th. We are so excited again to be able to do a show like this and to have that live stream element to it. So I hope you check it out. Again, it'll be on our YouTube channel, at The Borough Media, uh, if you're looking. Or uh, you can also find us by searching TBR Media in the YouTube search bar. And we'll look forward to seeing you on May 7th. I know at this point, you've heard a lot about our website, theboroughmedia.com, but I wanted to share some of the content you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review on your latest project, we've got you covered. 
Simply search theboroughmedia.com in your website browser and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world and we want to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. Not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. TVR Media is your movie refuge. And now I'm here to bring you what's new to streaming and or new video game or theater releases that are happening right now. Over the weekend on HBO Max, you had Love and Death, um, which we talked about last week. We also had Peter Pan and Wendy release on Disney+. Plus. Um, they encounter the evil pirate Captain Hook, played by Jude Law, who plots revenge against Peter for cutting off his hand. And it sounds like a whole lot of fun. I'm not sure how it'll actually uh, release as far as numbers for viewership because there's not been a whole lot of buzz around Peter Pan and Wendy. However, from the few interactions that I've heard and the overall reviews that people in my circle have been making seem to indicate a fun but overall pointless show. On April 30th, you also had Fatal Attraction on Paramount Plus release, and that really is the bulk of what's new to streaming. Obviously, in theaters, you had Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, uh, which released to kind of minimal you know, box office numbers. We're looking at less than $10 million, a single-digit release opening weekend for a Judy Bloom. Um, you know, adaptation, which seems a little strange, especially because they were marketing it very, very hard at the end. Um, so that's unfortunate. Uh, something that I did neglect to mention is you had The Return of the Jedi uh, release in theaters for its uh, 40th anniversary, I believe. And wow, 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 that movie had a per screen average of over $10,000, which is incredible. Um, it ended up being the movie in the third spot for this weekend's release. And, uh, you know, you have a movie that's 40 years old coming at number three, you know, behind things like uh, Super Mario Brothers and Evil Dead Rise. And it really shows you kind of what audiences are clamoring for. On the video game front, there were a couple of notable releases. You had Star Wars Jedi Survivor on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC. However... Um, I have heard that the PC port of that game is not doing so hot and it's practically unplayable. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, they, you know, reviews have said that it has perfected the lightsaber duel. Um, and that mechanic has been, you know, really through the ringer over the last few years. I know in the early Star Wars games, you know, in the early 2000s, they really hadn't perfected what a lightsaber duel would look like, and apparently this game revolutionizes the way that the mechanics actually play. And then coming up on May 2nd, uh, we have Redfall, which comes out on Xbox Series X and S and PC. And Redfall has also been subject to a lot of mixed reviews. Um, a lot of the early streamers that had actually gotten a hold of a review copy mentioned how the game itself feels a little hollow. It might be fun and you get a, you know, a whole host of different characters to play from, but if you're playing single player, that's a game that really kind of doesn't mold into the, you know, overarching narrative and engaging story that you would think would come from a game like Redfall. 
But guys, stay tuned for next week when we cover all of the latest uh, streaming titles, theatrical releases, and video games next weekend. And this is just your weekly reminder that we do have a Buy Me a Coffee page. You can head over to the link in the show notes and buy us a coffee. It really goes a long way towards helping the show, making sure that we're able to pay contributors, and make sure that we're able to continue upgrading our critical equipment that we use here to produce quality content. I really do appreciate all of the support um, that we've gotten over the years on Patreon, but Buy Me a Coffee is honestly insanely uh, more helpful um, because you can make one-time donations, but we also do have our membership options over there on the site. So again, the link for that is going to be down in the show notes, and I hope you check it out. And then stay tuned this upcoming weekend for our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 review. I have something special planned on that right now. We'll see how it eventually pans out You know, next weekend, um, but I'm excited to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 Um, it's certainly one of my favorite MCU properties behind, you know, just the Avengers and, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, you know, the, the main staple, I would say that, you know, overall the reviews seem to indicate that it's going to be the best thing since Endgame. So here's to hoping, although I'm trying to keep my expectations pretty tame, uh, just because I don't want to be hurt. But uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Into the Burrow podcast, and we will be back next week.